there is security. You want to defend yourself, your soldiers, your airmen, your seamen. The second one. Why should we care about the budget? This is your daily catch up. Kaching. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by the National Youth Council Singapore. Welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you. Very good to have you. Is this you. the most bolel thing you've done this year? Uh, maybe just today. Uh, I see. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Exciting life. Before, before filming, we talked about, you were sharing that you were from the private sector and you were the only, of, of your vintage. La. My vintage. You were the only few that came from the private sector and joined the government, right? How was, how was that for you? Well, there are two of us, myself as well as Minister Tan Si Ling, and we came from the private sector back in 2020 when we joined uh, the government after the elections. So, and uh, it's been quite a riot. Uh, one of the <laughs> DPM Heng asked me, Alvin, what was the, how have you settled down to government? And the first thing I said is, oh, DPM, there's a, there are a lot of emails. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to change the way you, 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 you spoke publicly? Because I just want to say it like, like having been very fortunate to have had ministers and spoken, you, you have that minister speak. Yeah, yeah. You current, you're quite ministerial already. Mm. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> like a training one, or not? They watch a video from the 90s, like, yeah, this is how you should talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, like, you can switch it on, <laughs> you can switch it off. Yeah, but I think there are also very different audiences that you have to communicate with. So I have a couple of different hats. Uh, one is at the Ministry of Trade and Industry. So you've got to wear like, you know, your suit, your tie. You're speaking to CEOs, you're speaking to other trade ministers, doing trade deals. So there is a dip there's a different uh, formality to it. Mm. Uh, then <laughs> if I'm going to maybe, well, uh, MAS, which is the right. Monetary Authority of Singapore, then you're speaking about finance, you're speaking about economics. Then of course, there is a certain... Uh, Vernacular and certain <laughs> words that you use, I see vernacular, very chim words, right? Good, good, good. Once in a while, you gotta drop it. Not people think you not yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah. Right. So at every different juncture, you have to communicate also very differently. Yeah. But you're able to code switch. You're able to change. You know, speak different languages, speak different styles. So, so obviously, we like you know we have to look you up like for the interview and all, right? <laughs> and so like a lot of like specific names came up that when okay you were. Um, a VP and executive director at Goldman Sachs. Um, you were head of policy at Facebook and then you also did like something similar at LinkedIn. What made you go from like really like pub private sector damn shock jobs to like go, okay, you know what? Let me subject myself to yeah. the public scrutiny, the public eye uh, and, and become a politician. We ask this to everybody, okay? You don't feel weirded out by it. We, yeah. just, we just cannot figure out why would someone want to take the That's job. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I ask myself every night. <laughs> Those jobs are incredible. They've given me a good uh, foundation and an understanding of the world. I, I, I share you something that was just very, very special. So... Uh, when Prime Minister asked uh, me to join uh, government and then also say, hey, you know, you have to quit your job. Uh, I Obviously, you, you think, you have to think through these very, very carefully. At that time, it was July or August 2020, right? And we are in the throes of uh, the crisis which is still unfolding. So I thought to myself like, okay, well, if next time, 20, 30 years time, I'm 60, uh, if we get through this crisis and we hopefully make the right decisions and we navigate Singapore through this, I mean, it's, it's impactful, right? Yeah, you can say you were part yeah, of Yeah, you can say, you, I can tell my grandchildren or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. I said, wow, last time, Papa jumped right in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we made those decisions and this was the story. Wow, I tell yeah, you, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, better yeah. than, voila, Papa made this amount in the private yeah, sector, yeah. you know? 
you make a lot of interesting decisions in the private sector, but the the decisions that you make for people are. Uh, especially in a crisis in the public sector, these are things that I will never forget. Mm. Right. Because these are impactful, you know. They are really, really impactful. Okay, you know? I see, okay. I see. You know, yeah. I see yeah. You know. yeah. Okay, okay. Thanks for drawing it out, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job, no, no, good job. I've asked a lot of people, they're all yeah. like, they just tell oh, I love the country. And then I also yeah. love the country. Yeah, yeah. But I also love my wife, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how does your wife see this job switch? Because so, I'm sure her lifestyle changes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, confirm. Because we have two young ones, and of course she has to bear the brunt of raising yep. them. That is the key thing. But when we went together, I mean, when we decided, I would not have done it without her. Mm-hmm. And when we decided, then we know that the whole family serves together. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, for example, last night, right, I'm back maybe about 11 something. And, you know, Joy sometimes, you know, she, she'll do her best. Sorry, Joy is your... Yeah, my wife. My wife. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. So, you know, if she's not too tired, you know, she would just make the effort to heat up the soup. That's also a love language. Yeah. Which I really appreciate in addition to everything else that she does. Yeah. Also, um, heard that uh, during NS, your girlfriend broke up with you. Or you broke up your girlfriend. <laughs> or some, um, something happened. La. I think in, in those times, sometimes... Uh, you know, there is okay, guys are I've made probably mature less faster. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that happened and then and you 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 grow la. You you don't rely on somebody else to define your identity. Yeah. Yeah. So I think over time then you mature and I realized and we got back together after that. Oh, know. did you? Yeah. Is so, your wife? Yeah. Oh, oh! Stop right there! Stop! Stop right there! <laughs> You're trying to channel Denise. Well, you know, yeah. But what you can do is to share and subscribe and to like this video. Back to the episode. Yeah. Your first girlfriend? Uh, not first, but uh, <laughs> but my last. As far as we know, as far as we know. Okay, I don't know why I said that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so there's like so many different like ministers, right? So you got ministers, and you got ministers of state, and then you got ministers senior ministers of state. Like, what are the the main differences? So, like, what what do you do as a, a minister of state? Basically, the the ministers of state and the senior ministers of state are your ju- what they call junior ministers. Okay. Yeah. So within the the ministry, um, there is a lot of work, right? And so the minister helms the ministry. But then we are we help to support. Yeah. You all are the ones doing the work now. You're the interns. All interns of us are. do the work <laughs> 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 This kind of thing. So tying this back to when you mentioned about the connections, right, of the, like the different ministries and like you know youth and and talking about the economy and stuff like that. Um, it actually brings us to why we brought you onto the show in the first place, which is actually to talk about budget. So I think like the the first question that we have on our minds, right, um, especially when um, National Youth Council came to us with the brief um, to talk about budget was wait a minute. How, how does the budget even get allocated? Like, how does it get decided? What do the ministries have to do to like fight for budget for themselves? Mm-hmm. So the budget is a really, really important time of the year because just as you are allocating time for your or, or money for your household expenditure, you also need to have a budget, right? So for example, if you're going on a trip, so you need to budget. How much do I want to spend for air travel or train? How much do I want to spend for shopping? How much do I want to spend for sightseeing? That's finite. Mm. But then... There's actually one more step before that, which is how do I even get the funds to go and buy an air ticket, mm. to buy a suitcase, mm. or you know, to buy um, you know, tickets for attraction. Sure. And that is the revenue portion. So to put it very simply, that's how it is. In the same way, when you run a country, you first need to have the revenue, right? And the revenue comes from a variety of sources. First is you get investments. Second is you probably loan. And third is also you tax. Yeah. So you need to grow that pie, right? Once you have that pie, 
then you need to allocate, okay, now what do I spend on? And there are many things to do, there are many things to spend on in a country. There is security. You want to defend yourself, your soldiers, your airmen, your seamen. The second one, Damn childish! I tell you every day. I tell you why you so childish. Seriously, we all three smart. No, they damn childish. Really? I don't know. No, I myself am a seaman. I was very. You you were. I am. I am seaman. We all are seaman. Okay, balik ya. Balik balik. No no, don't balik. Just carry on. Just push through. Push through. You're saying seaman. So you spend on security. You spend on housing. You have to spend on your hospitals, you have to spend on your education, then you have to spend on your businesses. So in that case, all of the different ministries, so you have Ministry of Health, you have Ministry of Trade, you have Ministry of uh, Home Affairs, all of these different ministries, including my ministries, will have to say, okay, this is my plan for the year, right? And we plan to spend on this, 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 and this. So, so we come up with this plan, mm-hmm. we allocate, and I mean, then we, we submit it to the Ministry of Finance. They look at it, and then the budget is... How, how detailed is your plan? Like, it is incredibly you, you know detailed. Exactly. Well, we work together with an incredible team at the ministries to come up with it, and then they will, they will send it to us, and then we, we allocate it. But there's also another process, which is the consultation with different segments of Singaporeans. Okay. For the MTI side, we will consult with businesses, right, and see how we can either support businesses or help to bring investments into Singapore. Because if you bring investments in Singapore, then you create more jobs, huh? better for all of us, right? Yeah. So that's how you that comes right. into play. A cynical mind or a skeptical mm. mind would, because there's going to be trade-offs, right? There's there's only a that's finite right. amount of money. That's right. So then. If That's you're right. a minister or, or a mouse of a certain portfolio and you know that, for example, like in, in your capacity at MTI, you are speaking to all these different businesses and you obviously want to have good relationship with them. So you want to have extra budget to be able to bail them out yes. and stuff like that, right? How do you then like have to, I don't know, balance out the trade-offs knowing that, okay, healthcare is obviously important, but I also have my own things that I need to also care about and like look after. It also... I guess in some ways make me look good as you know because I'm doing my job in that sense like how do you balance all those trade-offs yeah so the trade-offs are incredibly important because you you have a finite number of resources amount of resources you know what do you allocate and so that's why uh, different ministries account for different proportions of the budget okay but is it pre-allocated that already okay defense is confirmed going to take 30% or Uh, not quite I mean there is always that discussion right okay uh, as to how you want to allocate for example if you were to uh, if for for example that year you you may not need so many aircraft or anything maybe that you adjust it downwards. Uh, for I think healthcare is now rising, so healthcare mm-hmm. Ministry of Health you will need much more. Yeah. So there's a a lot of now demand for us to spend a lot more on healthcare. There are new drugs, there are new gene therapy, for example. So we have to think carefully. Whatever you spend on the seniors, right? Uh, there's also a cost because then do you have less to spend? on education for mm. the young. So there's always, there's naturally all of these trade-offs. In, in formulating these budgets, you always see like a lot of ads, right? Like maybe the ministers themselves come and say or some campaign, right? For Singaporeans to voice out. I mean, consultation with business owners. I, I see that. I can see how that works. Yes. But with the general Singaporean, how, how valuable is that data? To be very honest, I will feel like everybody just feel like, you know, as long as my house is too expensive, I'll just say, oh, shit's getting expensive. I want a car, I can't buy a car. Cars too expensive, mm. and wouldn't that dominate ninety five percent of? But that's quite natural because you, the budget will affect you at the, the most intimate. 
if I were to be spending, for example, uh, on education, you know, how much, you know, what's the subsidy for my school fees? Uh, for healthcare, what is my subsidy at the polyclinic? So these things matter. Right now, I know that we're facing uh, a cost of living uh, concerns. Uh, there's one thing that's quite important to know. One is that for the last 10 or so years, uh, actually interest rates were super, super duper low. Yep. Yeah. Now, in fact, the interest rates are normalizing. If you look at the history of interest rates. No, we have to get used to this level of interest rates. Uh. But, is but, that what you're saying? But because many, for 10 years, it's almost zero, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so the, but we like that. Context, okay. the context matters. Uh. It builds up inflation. Because, mm. because there's so much liquidity, yeah. Yeah. money needs to find a place to go, right? Interest rates mm. is basically the cost of money. Mm. Right? So there's, it's so cheap, then it inflates yeah. different assets, you see? Mm. People have more liquidity, so they, wow, they just plow into different things. So there is a bit of a normalization of, of interest rates now that we're seeing. Yeah. So bring this back quickly to youth, right? Yes. Um, also, to remind everyone, youth are between the fif- uh, ages of 15 to 34. So yeah. All of us. Three of us still make it. So sorry, mm. more Selvin. But <laughs> you know, too far away. So anyway, right, yeah, um, youth, given the aging population, um, I was actually surprised to find out that youth make up less than 20% of Singapore's yes. total population. Yeah. So when, say opportunities for feedback on budget and things mm. like that, right, come into play and you know that oh, we're only going to make, what, less than 20% of the people who are actually bringing up all these, like, issues. How, you know, does it mean that their concerns are going to get, yeah, like, diluted amongst the concerns of the people? Yeah. Like, how, how, do they, how do we make sure that they are heard? The youth, although they represent only 20% of our population, they represent 100% of our future. Some, you know, will be, um, uh, you know, business leaders, some will be, um, national leaders, for example, or non-profit leaders, right? So for the youth, we need to invest in them. And how do, how does, how do we invest in them? We invest in them through education. Um, and that is the social compact. Because if you have a finite budget, why would you go and invest in youths? It seems now very natural to, to say that because in the end, when you invest in youths, they in the end will be the most productive in their most productive years. Mm. They will produce value like what you guys are doing. They're early stage companies uh, in that sense. Yes, and then they contribute to a tax pool that then ultimately you, government can allocate. Yeah. yeah. So it's an investment in the future. Mm. When you invest in youth, you're investing in the future. And, and thanks it, for not saying that in a political way. Huh? Yeah, yeah. What, what's no. the political way to say it? No, you just love the user, you know, yeah, like the youth, the future of the country. No, but not only that, I think yeah. like like people do use the term investing in use in a very fleeting way, but you, you're also saying in a very technical, fiscal way in which they will contribute to the tax pool in the future. Yeah, so it yeah. makes sense. But I know it, may, it can sound like very utilitarian, but it's actually not. No, right? Right, yeah, it's, yeah, because you want the most productive in your society. There, there is our working years, ma. And the working years, you're most productive. Like all of you are very, very, you know, you're young, you have new ideas, you're fresh, you're creating revenue. Yeah. But in any society, you cannot like take all the revenue for yourself, ma. Yeah. Mm. right? But in fact, what you're doing is then the government takes that, we build your roads, we make sure that you are protected from wars, we make sure that you all have healthcare. Mm. The more we invest, for example, in healthcare, is that if more of us are healthier, right? That means we, we don't fall sick. That actually helps us because later on, then we will have to invest less in maybe looking after okay, yeah. seniors. And, and I guess now in, in many terms, we think about it. Oh, I want to get this now. I want to get this now. Mm. Yeah. But if you wait, you, you grow it, actually it's much better. So when you mention things like healthcare for yeah. the youth, right? Then yeah. that overlaps between two industries, right? Mm. Uh, two ministries, right? Mm. So is it like 
MCCY is in charge or is yeah. So MCCY MCC. looks after youth across. Yeah, so youths that are aged between 15 to 35. Why 35? Uh? When, when I met the CEO of uh, NYC, NYC David, yeah, I think when we were first introduced, right, he was 35. And then that was when he was introducing to us that the youth, that was the first time I heard it, that youths are aged 16 to 35. Hmm. What I'm trying to say is that I think he just wanted to include himself yeah. for one more year. No. Mr. David, I like you. Ah, not making no. fun. Ah. He's a great guy. He's great. He's great. So budget's coming up, right? And I mean, before I was, as, as a business owner, I do watch the budget. Mm. No, I was going to ask you that. Like, why <laughs> should the youth watch? the? Why should they care in watching the budget? Since you are relatively, honestly, like, new to government service. Mm. So if I were youth and when, when I was youth, I didn't really watch the budget, to be honest. It's dry, la, let's be it honest. Is, I mean, just yeah. frankly, it's very dry, but actually it's very important. So I met, as I mentioned earlier, we have finite resources. Yeah. And how do we allocate? Do we allocate it for healthcare? How would it help you in your education? If you want to learn more in the skills future, can you, uh, can we provide even more support for you as you, and skills future is not just the credits, by the way, is if you are working in a company, then we provide the company some more support to train you so you can develop new skills to create, get new jobs. Or if you are uh, studying, a youth who is, who is studying, uh, can we provide even more support for you in terms of your university education, your post-secondary education, uh, and the likes? For business, John, mm. uh, when I was not in government and when I was in business, I always look forward to the budget for a few reasons. Mm. First, I want to know what is this government or any government for that matters, uh, the way of managing your finances, your fiscal position, your monetary policy, how do you use your budget? I also want to know how you are thinking, whether then if you are a country that keeps looking out mm. for the future, are you investing in research? Mm. And we have set aside $25 billion over the next five years for research, innovation and enterprise. That means that we are not just content uh, to just sit down and let the world dictate what do we do. But we are investing in research, we're investing in uh, alternative proteins, we're investing in advanced manufacturing. All of these future opportunities so that we are not just stagnant. Yeah. Uh, for investment professionals, we always look at the, the, the respective budgets. Uh, and the finance minister, of course, is the most important in that regard to allocate because he has to talk to all of the different ministries. Tough for his job. <laughs> all, yeah, it will yeah. be. Tough. I mean, all of your jobs tough. Sure, sure, sure. But what, his job though? I think the finance minister, because he had also needs to understand across all of the ministries. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, so I, I tell you why I watch it, right? Um, not not maybe not at a level that that you do. Mine's a little bit a lot more utilitarian. I watch it because I've always understood the Singapore government budget, right? To be about five to ten years ahead. So you invest in something in R and D, you don't expect this to be a thing next year. Right? Mm. And that's why I think it's very relevant to watch it when you are younger. I will watch the budget to understand which course of education I will take. Mm. Because you know this comes into fruition in the next five to ten years. Which yeah. career path eventually. Like. Correct. And you look at displacement. Because clearly, there are times where you, you can see certain industries that's going to in, into a sunset. And the government cannot look at your business and say, yo, you know what? I think you all should all close down. People. <laughs> they, they cannot. Because maybe you can. Maybe you can make it. And they cannot demoralize you. But you see the way they are pushing industries see the way they are pushing pivots and trying to find opportunities for certain industries. For example, there's one notorious one. I think it was called the PIC scheme, right? Help companies, like companies can make claims to buy laptop, computer. computer. And all, yeah. hey, this is so crazy. Uh, this was a time when not everybody's company got computer on. Uh. Um, buy iPads. Yeah, then 
and that was a time you could see very clearly. I mean, to be honest, that scheme was abused left, right, center. Um, but you could see the priorities of the country at that point of time that we need to digitize as a country. Yeah. And then you would see that was the time where if you were in, for example, IT security or just joining the IT department, for example, it was so lucrative in that era. Mm. Yeah. And so this is, I mean, that and then you see how much money you get. But how much money you get at the end, to be honest, is a padding, right? That's perhaps the motivation to watch, but it's the padding for the next one year and two years. But it's, the really boring stuff that you should watch for to know what the country is prioritizing and seeing what's to come next five, ten years. Because there are a lot of things that it's not that the government cannot say, but they shouldn't say. Yeah. And so you understand the priorities knowing that they know more than you. Yeah, that's why I watch the budget. Anyway, did, did, did you all know that there, are, there have been like public exercises to like get feedback on, on things like budget and all these other stuff? I do, I do. Oh, yeah, I've la. never done it. Well, we just had one last night. Oh. Gen 18. Yeah, on January the 18th okay. uh, with our youths. So myself and SMS uh, Chiong Tat, we were at the Asian Civilizations Museum and we had about 160 youths. Okay. And they did this exercise uh, where they voted individually uh, on what is most important to them, the issue is most important to them. Then they have this thing, what we call quadratic voting, where you, you vote as a group. This quadratic voting thing is really interesting. Then can you take us through it really quickly? Okay, so like, I mean, from what I was reading, right, it's basically you have like, say, I mean, in this example, for example, you have 99 credits. Mm. And then if you want to place one vote for one particular issue, you use up one credit. Mm. But if you, if there are two votes for one another issue, it is one to the power of two. So then you you're now credits, using yeah. up four credits instead mm. of two credits. And so then you really, really have to think which are the most important issues at this point in time because yeah. more votes for one equals a way, yeah. like an exponential rise in like it's, credits. It's a way to kind of defend or deter when people say, okay, what's important to you? Then they just think about the, the three things that's not important to them. Yeah. And then they just vote the rest, one each. Yeah. So it's kind of defeats that help you prioritize the thinking process which I thought was I, I, I never heard of this until yeah, but he it, told me a lot of the individual voting differs from the group voting because some say okay I need to have more support for the, for the vulnerable some say climate change is important some say mental well-being is important some say jobs and job security is important on the individual level at the individual level and okay. then when they move to the quadratic voting the group level then their decisions change People have very different interests. The young might say, you know, you should spend more on me, right? The, the old might say you should spend more on me vis-a-vis healthcare, mm. right? So there are always different, different groups that want different things. Ah. So you almost like mimicked <laughs> what it was like between the ministers as they were like negotiating for their own budget. For I think that, uh, I mean, everyone uh, obviously will have to fight and, and make the case rather yeah. for their ministries. But I think... In government, we are a team. Okay. So we definitely do understand. I mean, of course, I would like, maybe I say, oh, I want arts, I want to give a lot, or I want sports, mm. give this amount. But I think because of a group, we always are talking, we always know where, uh, how to work together as a team. Yeah, then you are able to say, okay, you know, this one, I also understand how defense is important or education is important or health is important. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of budget, right? Mm. And like putting on the budget, some random thought I was thinking about driving, right? I was just like telling my wife about it. <laughs> it's so crazy, right? That in, I think, 1966, 1967, when Lee Kuan Yew envisioned a, a garden city, the country was shit poor. We still have people living in the slums. And this man is like, you know what? Let's buy a, a ton of plants and trees 
and plant around Singapore and we need to pay for the pruning and the watering and all that shit. And then it got approved, oh. <laughs> Do you realize how wild that is or not? It's like, so what the country doesn't need at that point of time, man. Yeah. Like, on hindsight, we love it, like, you know, okay, oh, really very nice, I oh, got shit, got trees and plants now. But it's like, back then when the country was poor, it's like, you know what? I would like a garden. And no, then everybody's yeah. like, yeah, okay, okay. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he was very specific. They must like, be so scared of <laughs> He was very specific about the type of like plants and trees right. and flowers. Yeah. No, we spent a lot of money on it. I think many people don't know that we we got um botanists from New Zealand and Australia to come and advise Singapore on how to make our grass green. Because our grass was not bright green. It was like mm. yellowish green. Mm. Oh, and one of the reasons is uh, because we were at the stage of development where we are also starting tourism, is it? And and also attracting investments into Singapore. Mm. And if you were to land in Changi, that whole stretch, he was focused on that stretch. Yeah. I see. First, right? So you beautify it, you know, you put in your plants, your bougainvilleas, your green yeah. uh, uh, plants and, and, and trees. And so when the you make a first Good impression. Yeah. Right. When an uh, investor comes, when a, a business person comes, it's like, okay, this what this country is well run, well pruned trees. It's the first impression, and then you know companies then say, okay, this is a place that I want to invest my money, and then you start to grow Singapore. So the the attention to detail yeah. is there, yeah. and it wasn't very very in vogue uh, to be green, right? Now it's like everybody's like green, green. Yeah, green, now green. now it makes sense. Yeah. But back then when we were poor at that time, it feels like a right. Yeah. It felt like a imagine? stretch, but it makes so much sense. Yeah, but you if need you to be like, guys, I have a plan. I need y'all to just run. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Once again, I'd like to thank our sponsors for today's episode, National Youth Council Singapore, and also thank you, Moss Elvin, for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Good job. Good job. Thank really, you. really. So we hope that today's conversation would have shed a bit more light about the budget, give you better understanding about what to look forward to and why you should care about it. Uh, and you need more information, head down to the website down below. It's www.mof.gov.sg slash Singapore budget. Also, you know, www has nine syllables, but the World Wide Web is three. Why do we, why do we abbreviate it that way? True. Anyway, check out the link down below <laughs> in the description box. Bye-bye. Do y'all want to take a recess? I would love to pee. There was one last question that I didn't ask yet. Yeah, but it was just the last question. Why don't you just go take a pee first? I'll go and take a pee first. Thank yeah. you.